welcome to Deer Head Studios. This is 40 Below Zero, an international podcast about living with multiple sclerosis. I'm your co-host, Nick, and with me as always is my good friend, Terry. We're so glad all of our fellow MS warriors and supporters are here with us, so let's get into it. Hey, Terry, guess what? What's going on, man? What? So I traveled this weekend to see my daughter at college, and I didn't realize till I came back home that a lot of my journey, there are so many things we could talk about here, so I figured we could go through them. What do you think? Yeah, let's go for it. What do you want to talk about? Well, first is a topic that hits home for a lot of people with MS, and that's bladder issues. So I don't typically have bladder Im- issues impacting my daily life. I do. Okay. It's probably my worst symptom of all. I can imagine that it is difficult to have to get to where you need to be in an urgent fashion if it if it hits, right? Definitely. I want to hear your story. Okay. So it's a two and a half hour drive north. That my anxiety, bro. I don't even want to hear the story. Two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, two and a half oh. hours one way. And there's only four places you can stop between here and there. Okay. So you have to really be aware of your liquid intake, and and so many things. I was thinking about it while we were on the road. I'm like, oh man, this for the first time, I had to stop at all four rest areas. And I was like, well, I guess that means I'm getting older, maybe. Maybe the symptoms getting a little more prevalent. Did you make it to the stops? Yes, made it to all, all four, all four successfully. That's a good day, man. <laughs> it is a good day. So- So bladder issues is one thing that we were going to talk about today. Embarrassing stories was another. So this kind of ties into that. I know I'm kind of hopping around from our, you know, show notes, but so the one thing that is kind of embarrassing to say out loud a little bit is that um, I have to pee like a toddler who's learning how to use the bathroom, which is to say I have to go into the stall and, and take the pants all the way to the ground because if I don't, system doesn't work as it's intended to, so to speak. Um, um, yeah, yeah. I don't know what to say to that. Like, dude, <laughs> when people come over to use my washroom in my home, I say, you're not allowed to stand up and pee. If I got to sit on that seat, you got to sit on that seat. You take your pride away and, and do it for a friend because I ain't going to sit on pee. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> so the embarrassing part is not necessarily that. It's just that um, the doors at the restroom don't latch like they're supposed to. So when the door comes flying open, because someone needs to use the bathroom, and there I am standing <laughs> with my pants around my ankles, that's a little embarrassing. Are you still standing up when you pee? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Why did you just sit? Oh, well, I I'm get not it. sitting on a rest. No, because it, because it doesn't help the bladder issue. Dude, I haven't stood up peeing since like 2010. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you. <laughs> yep. 
And I got many embarrassing stories. And yes, they all coincide. Is that the uh -huh. right word? Coincide yeah. with my bladder. A lot mm -hmm. of them do. But now I'm over it, dude. I'm over it. I'm sure. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> um, <sighs> do yeah. you want to tell me a story of yours before I start with mine? Oh, I think I, I think I, that was the big one. <laughs> that, that's, oh. <laughs> well, for me, I, like I said, I don't have that issue, you know? It's, yeah, it's, yeah, I understand. I understand. So, yeah, that's the big embarrassing story for the weekend. I mean, I made it, no problems, but it was just the uh, the the cool breeze that came when the door opened that kind of like startled me. And naturally, you turn around because you're like, ah, you know, but I get it. Can I <sighs> Can I mention what else would probably have embarrassed you? Sure. Is when you're going to the washroom at your pit stop, mm -hmm. you're probably like, I got to go right now. Are you mm -hmm. holding while you're going in there? Like, do you look silly or are you a normal person just walking in saying, hi, can I use the washroom? Because me, it's never like that. It's, I got to use the washroom right now. No, it's, it's right now when it's good, when I got to. Does it look like you're urgent? Do you know what I mean? Like, are you? Well, it's um, the, uh, the restrooms at the the pit stop there's they're big there's there's like nine stalls there's like you know 15 okay. year old like you know so it's not just like excuse me cutting in line it's you just go in and find a spot i get it so, it's a lot easier when you're in a chair you know you can hide yeah man i i went to my dentist one day and it was during the covid times and I, I now I'm comfortable with my bladder. I've learned how to manage it. I've learned how to empty it. And I went to my dentist. And as soon as I went to the front door, she's like, oh, wait, I got to do a COVID test. I got to do a temperature test. I looked at her. I said, I understand that, but I really got to go right now. And I knew, man, I had 20 seconds. Mm. And she's like, no, no, I really got to do this. And I'm like, I didn't know what to do, man. I'm just stunned. I'm like, yeah. I, I, and then you know what, man? I peed myself and mm. I'm sorry. And no one wants to talk about this. And I rarely used to because it's embarrassing, my pride, but I was wearing protective gear, if you know what sure. I mean. Yeah, sure. Okay. All right. So I peed myself. It's still uncomfortable. And the lady's there looking at me and I lost it. I looked at her and I just started rolling down the ramp. And she looked at the person I was with and said, Oh, he's having a bad day. <laughs> and then, you know, she's like, yeah, apparently. Yeah. And then we just left, but I yeah. was like embarrassed and I just wanted to sleep forever. And sure. Know. Yeah. And that's hard. You're, and you're absolutely right. It is a, it is a monster ego check. Like you really, it's, it's, you know, it can, it can be a real big source of denial for a lot of people. Because, ah, no, I don't have that problem. I don't have a problem. You know, it took me years to even say what I just, that kind of thing out loud. But it is what it is. It, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't make you less of a person because you, you know, you don't use the bathroom like you think you're supposed to. I know the coolest guys, like since I've opened up and I talk about this and that's weird. What I just mentioned to you too. I would never have told anyone that sure. 10 years ago. I would never have admitted that I even have any, you know what I used to do 10 years ago? Uh, a friend of mine might joke with me because they know I have like bladder issues and I would never tell them how detailed it was. Mm. I would slap my pants to show everyone, look guys, there's no depends. I'm not wearing depends. I would have to prove to everyone. 
it was such an ego thing that I had to sure. prove to everyone. I'm not wearing anything, you know, I'm normal, you know, but I know exactly. some of the coolest guys out there and I would never imagine that they have this issue. And as soon as I tell them my issue, dude, they're so open. I have yeah. friends that are like, oh my God, I peed myself twice and like, whatever, you know? Yeah. And that's the thing about it is like, once you are honest, first of all, you got to be honest with yourself and say, this is real. This is happening. This happens. Then you can be, then you kind of, well, at least for me, I kind of like started by joking about it. I was like, ha, guess what, fellas? Ha, you know. But then once you don't feel like joking about it anymore, you're like, okay, this is just the way it is. You know? You're right. It all starts with a joke. Yeah. Well, that's it. You have to have a certain sense of humor about yourself and the situation you find yourself in. At least I do. I have to be able to laugh at myself because it's an absurd, it's an absurd reality from where you started, at least for me. I had a buddy on Instagram where we wanted to open an account and we wanted to normalize peeing yourself. Because he had you mentioned a, something, yeah. He had a much more issue where mm -hmm. it, no matter what, he would wake up and he had peed himself. So his was uncontrolled. He wanted to normalize it. And I was with him, man, for support. We wanted to start an account and just put pictures of people peeing themselves and just, mm -hmm. it doesn't, it's not just an MS thing. You know, you get older, you have a weak bladder. Yeah. So yeah, we should normalize whatever we go through. That's what we're doing. So I get up there and it turns out I had, uh, we had picked up a nail in a tire of the truck and it was a whole fiasco because we didn't have the proper stuff. I mean, luckily we were in the parking lot of the hotel. Um, so it was just a matter of calling roadside assistance and, and getting towed to a place. But on my way, I, f I found myself getting in contact with multiple people who had connections with MS because naturally the things that people say to us, right? I have the cane. One of the yeah. first, very first things they say to me is, so what's with the cane, right? I've said that a bunch of times. People want to know what happened. Yeah. yeah. So I go start into the story and it turns out my tow truck driver, who I had to ride with for about, you know, about 10, 15 minutes, um, his mom ha had MS for the entire time that he, I think he was four when she was diagnosed if I remember that correctly, she had really bad seizures as a result of it. Um, so he doesn't know mom without MS. So we were talking about that for a while. Wow. I don't even know what to say. Um, I have questions. I would have questioned him. How is his mom doing now? Is she? Oh, I did. Yeah. We, I asked him about what treatments, you know, all that stuff. She had seizures so bad that they actually did the surgery where they, 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 uh, I don't know how to say it. I'm going to, don't want to offend anybody, but split your brain. They, they disconnect both sides to stop the seizures. I don't know what it's called. Um, you want me to take a guess? You can take a guess. I have I'm, no idea. I'm just joking. I'm not going to take oh. a guess. Let's go. <laughs> um, so she had that surgery and she seems to be doing good. But the thing that I found interesting talking with him is she has that piece of her personality that a lot of us have where you always feel like you're up against the clock. So you have to get every single thing done as fast as possible, right? 
That's exactly how I feel. And two, she does what she wants to do when she wants to do it. And she doesn't even wait for him when it comes to like going on vacation. She'll just say, I want to go on vacation. I'm leaving today. If you want to come, this is where I'll be. You can join me. And she just goes. That is my role model. <laughs> awesome. So, but yeah, I, I told him, I said, you know, many people that uh, I talk with feel like they have no time. You know what it is? It's not that I don't have any time. I'm worried that I'm doing something and someone is going to, what's the word, sidetrack me on whatever I'm doing. So I won't be able to finish it. And by the time I can get to it, I'm not going to have any energy. So while I have the energy now, I want to get everything done. So if I have a to-do list, I need to get it all done before someone, hey, hey, and just bothers me and you know sidetracks me. So I don't know if that's the same feeling you're talking about. It is. Mine comes from a place of I'm too afraid that if I don't do the stuff, then I will somehow overnight lose the ability to do it. That's my big fear. Like I have to do as much as I can until I over fatigue myself because I'm afraid that I won't have the ability to do it in 24 hours. I get it. I guess it's hitting you harder, man. I, I guess I don't know what to say because I don't feel that. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I need to do it. I don't want to say I'm in denial, right? But I just carry on. I don't think that way. Yeah. And I think it is, for me, it is the fact that I'm in limbo with my symptoms. I don't have any one symptom that is so prevalent that I would say that it's okay. Well that, so like my eye, for example, my left eye, I just got my eyes checked and my left eye is still just as bad as it was a year ago. And there's a lot of times where I kind of wish it would either come back completely or go away completely. This in-between fuzziness drives me crazy. I don't want to compare to you, but I feel the same way with my legs. Just cut them off. Or, you know, yeah, because you're like, what is, what is this? I, they, they kind of, they work for 20 seconds. What's the point? I, but some people are going to say, oh, I'd rather lose my legs than my vision. So, yeah, you know, yeah, every, the, this or that game is, is strong and, you know, everybody has it, but, um, I have a, <laughs> I have a relative who has MS and him and I often sit around and go, man, you have it worse. And he goes, no, you have it worse. And I, I'm like, but you can't walk. He goes, you can't walk. I can't see. You can't see. It's like, <laughs> but that's the, that's the sense of humor you have to have sometimes. Definitely. You know, I've heard it before where it's like, oh, oh, you have the good MS. Mm -hmm. You know, someone, anyway, anyway, it depends on who you say that to. If someone's sensitive, they'll, they won't take it the right way. But yeah, you've even said that to me. <laughs> Did I? Yeah. Well, like very early on, you were like, oh, well, you, you have the, you say, I must I be joking, man. There's yeah, you, no well, you were. Yeah, okay, you were. All right, all right. Yeah, but you were like, oh, you have the good MS because you can still walk. And I was like, well, you have the good MS because you can still see. Dude, I must have been joking, okay? There's like, I'm not insensitive that way, just so you know. I know. Okay, I know. all right. I would beat someone if they're like, oh, you have the good MS. I'm like, oh, really? What's the good MS? Anyway. No, no such thing. Yeah. 
So then when we pull up to the, to the service station where I'm going to get the tire fixed, I'm waiting in line and it's, you know, you're sitting in this waiting room and an hour, an hour, hour and a half, two hours goes by. You just start talking because there's not too many people in the place. And turns out the guy who was working on my car, fixing the tire, his brother has MS. Come on, man. I'm serious. I can't make it up. Are you losing your mind or are you like, oh, okay. No, that's, I mean, that's... unless I went into some Twilight movie, you know, Twilight Zone movie. That's cool, man. I mean, it's not cool, but, you know. So we just started talking and, you know, he was telling me about how he gets through his day and, you know, he's kind of like us. Just just hanging in there, having fun, doing what he wants, doing what he can. Yeah. So it was pretty crazy to have so much of a connection, like in the middle of nowhere. That is really, it's rare, man. Like it mm -hmm. you might not think so, but it's not like everybody has MS. Another thing is, did you ask that guy how his brother, was it his brother you said? Mm -hmm. Did you ask him? I'm always interested to see how their condition is. You know, he said he was doing uh, good. He was on, uh, I forget what DMT he took. Yeah. Um, His doing good is like, it's hidden. Doing good as in like, it's not as impactful throughout his day, you know? But what he I guess, knows. I guess doing good is a relative term. Like I know I'm doing good, but compared to somebody who doesn't have MS, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm doing good for me. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. You're just being humble too, you know? Yeah. I, it's, you know, pride, ego, it's still there. Yeah. Although, although now I think that's the, uh, I think that's the most open I've ever been about my bladder issues. You know, what was that? 10 minutes ago, <laughs> five minutes yeah. ago, not even close to like, you're fine. That's not, how is that embarrassing, man? Well, it's, it's relative. It, it's embarrassing to me. You're right. You're right. You know what? Right. It, you're right. Because if I had to use the washroom twice in one hour, I'd be so embarrassed. I'd be like, I'm really sorry. I got to go again to the washroom. Right. I'm like, no, it's fine. Go. And I'm like, okay, you must think I have like an old man's bladder. Anyway. So I get it. I get it. You're right. I'm just mm -hmm. so normal to it now. Well, that's the thing. It's the many times that I have been around when you were talking about your bladder issues that actually kind of personally normalized it for me. I'm like, okay, here's this guy. He's he's good with it. So a lot of respect for just putting it out there and not caring. I'm still trying to get over it, you know, that kind of stuff. You, I hear you. I hear you. I'm I feel fortunate that I got you to be comfortable mm -hmm. by talking to your PP. <laughs> uh are we cutting that out? I hope we don't, because that's funny. Anyway, um, dude, I have many more stories. Please. I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna get into it now. But I got many more uh when I'm alone that no one sees. Mm. And since no one sees, I never talk about it. Sure. And that's the thing. You know, that I was the first that was the first time I got like caught you know, air quotes by accident. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I just I want to know when you, okay, you're going to your spots. Uh -huh. Who is with you? Were they watching you? Were you panicking? Did you look silly? Those those are the embarrassing moments for me. Oh no! I mean, I was by myself in nobody nobody that was with oh, me. Were... 
I, I was in a park. I took a friend and her son, two mm. sons actually, but anyway, and he, he was always sticking by my side. We haven't even entered the park. And I was like, oh my God, I got to pee. So I'm, dude, I know I'm not making it in the park. So embarrassing. This kid is right next to me. And I'm like, hey, I got to go pee. And he's like, oh, and I'm like, I'm going to, I need to be a good role model, but I'm about to pee on a tire, car tire. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I look at him and I'm like, hey, can you keep a lookout? <laughs> Tell me when your mom's coming. Cause, and he's like, why? I'm like, cause guys got to do what a guy's got to do. It's and true. he looks at me and he's like, yeah. And then he's like, should I too? I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't be taking a pee. This is this is unprofessional. Anyway, yeah, man, that that's embarrassing because the kid looks at me like. Anyway, it to me it's embarrassing. I don't know what it is, but when people see that, I panic. Right, my ego. Mm. So the hotel was supposed to be handicap accessible. It kinda is what I would say. Uh, I would say there was a four inch step up into the, into the, into the room. That was oh. ground floor room, but four inches stepping up into the room itself. Wow. Okay. So luckily I didn't need the wheelchair to get in and out of the room, but I will say that the bathroom in the hotel room, totally not accessible at all. There's, I don't know how they get away with calling that accessible. Where did you go? Sorry for asking. I mean, do they regulate what accessible is for a washroom? Well, they, they're supposed to everywhere. Every, uh, every public, every building that the public has access to. In the States. In the States. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Fine. Mm -hmm. Uh, did the shower have a bench or a seat? No. Damn. Done. Not accessible. Nope. The, Get the, out of here. I, I, the only thing accessible about it was there was a grab bar bolted to the wall for the, oh, to get in and out of the, to get in and out of the tub, garbage. not even the shower. So no comment. Yeah. I was like, come on, really? Like this is your accessible. And it was a chain. It was a big chain. It wasn't like, you know, privately owned. Did they know that did they tell you did they let you know we're going to take you to a an accessible room oh and i requested it okay yeah I and they know. said oh we have your room i don't know yeah i was i was very frustrated it so frustrates I, me to hear that too because that's the reason why i don't travel is because you're going to go all the way somewhere trust someone and then mm -hmm. get there and you're like nah man my wheelchair can't even fit in there well, you would have to do, in order to get into the room with a wheelchair, you'd have to do a wheelie to get your casters over the entrance. It was like so going only, up a curb. Okay. Yeah. 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 Like curb height to get into yeah. the room. And I asked at the desk, I said, is this the, this the room I booked? And they said, yeah. I said, well, what are the non-handicapped rooms? And they're like, oh, they're all on the second floor. I was like, so just because there's not stairs involved, that counts? I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But we had, you know, other than those little minor, minor it's things. It's not minor, man. <laughs> Don't say minor. Yes, it's minor to you because you choose your battles. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, because, uh, and, and because I can still walk. I mean, if I didn't have the ability, I would be raising hell. 
There's nothing you can do. You just complain, get a free night. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. There's nothing you can do. But yeah. So it's just as I go, as I progress through both the diagnosis and the journey, I find myself being more uh, of a advocate for not just me, but for other people. When I go anywhere, I'm like, you know, this really isn't going to, this doesn't cut it. Like, this isn't how, you know I mean? Like, I'm always now pointing out everything that isn't right. Uh, like, I, I've become a master of the guidelines. Dude, me too. And I don't want to be that guy who's like, excuse me, you need to do this. You, you know, but I am that guy now. And I, yeah. Yeah. And, and I learned things too, because. I told you the story once where I was in a casino and the washroom was out of order, the mm -hmm. handicap washroom. And I had to go to the public stall. Who cares? Public stall where there was a handicap stall, right? Mm -hmm. So I didn't, the other washroom was a private one. Now I have to go to a public one where there's like 10 people in there and I have to go to my stall. Then I went to the manager and not to complain, but just to let him know like, Hey, why is that closed? You know, I needed to use the washroom right away. And, like of all washrooms, why are the handicap washroom closed? He profusely apologized to me. Mm -hmm. And then I had to be like, oh, don't worry. I made it to the other washroom. I just wanted to know why. And he was talking about why they had to close it down. And the reason why he profusely apologized to me is because I was with someone. She was mm -hmm. standing next to me. And he thought that I needed assistance in taking off my pants. Oh, So we can't go to the public stall where everybody is. So right. he thought that was such a legitimate reason and he felt bad that it was closed because now I can't have assistance. I didn't need assistance, but then I started to realize, dude, those washrooms are priority for people who need assistance, not just for regular handicapped people who are in a chair like me, if that makes sense. Anyway. Yeah, I know your thought process on it. I mean, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. But I've become that guy too, where I'm like, you know... According to the ADA, which is, I don't know if you're familiar with that term, the American, it's the, it's the set of rules. It's the Americans with Disabilities Act. Okay. It's, okay. It's yeah. the, it's the, it's the governing rules that determine the height of the toilet, the length of the hallway, you know, like all the specs for all the things. How do you and know that acronym anyway? How do you know it? Me? Yeah. Yeah. Is that just a known thing? It's just kind of a known thing down here. Oh, so I'm just I mean, I, it. They don't have a they don't have a, a Canadians with Disability Act or anything up there, dude. There's going to be a lot of people shaming me right now because there probably is. I'm just living in a cave. <laughs> there has to be, dude. <laughs> I know, bro. I'm telling you, there's a lot of people who are like Terry. Da, 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 da. Okay, all right. I'm sorry. I... <laughs> so yes, that's the the thing. That's the set of rules that uh, determines the ramp angle determines the all that all that stuff and it gets updated every now and again like every eight or ten years they update it um but it wasn't always a thing which is why not every place is accessible um and not even every place gets retrofitted so it's amazing how much homework you have to do in order to go anywhere and I thought I did my homework when we arrived at the hotel and come to find out I would give it a C like they, they did just enough to get by. 
it was definitely not a plus work that not by any any stretch this is the reason why i don't trust anybody i need to call them i'll ask them questions i'm like is there a lip mm -hmm. you know what i mean i get it i get it yeah it's it's you can only, you have to advocate for yourself when you're when you're traveling you have to So that's my that's my embarrassing ish story for the for my weekend travels. Had a great weekend. Had a great time. Awesome. Uh, got to see my daughter. So that's always good. Nice. Nice. So, no accidents. Great weekend, man. Yeah. Close. <laughs> close call. Surpri yet again, another surprise visitor in the bathroom. You know, I have many my <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anyone remembers that story from episode one. Yeah, I think so. One, uh, two? One, one or two. I don't know. You <laughs> got to go back and listen. That's funny. Yeah, man. Um, you know, I'm lucky. Every time I go to a washroom that's, uh, well, I usually go like, if I go to a medical center mm -hmm. and I open the washroom, I'm like, oh boy, what do I have here? And I open and it's clean. And I'm like, wow, what a great day today is. Yep. That to me means so much. It, anyway, that's funny. Yeah. So um, saying that, I feel like my sense of humor has peaked. I'll find the funny situation in any embarrassing story, and I'll use it as uh, as uh, what do I say? I'm having a brain fog. I'll use yeah. it as a comedy sketch. Gotcha. No, you don't. I will. <laughs> I'll put it in my routine. Right. I'm like, great. Something embarrassed happened. And I'll write down in my routine. Oh, I can't wait to tell everyone about this. Yeah. I feel the same way now because you have to, you have to, for anybody who's newly diagnosed out there listening or anybody who is the friend or relative of someone newly diagnosed, you have to laugh at it. Not before they're comfortable with it because then you're just mean. You let them set the pace. <laughs> that word was material. Material. I got <laughs> material. Okay. Yep. I laugh at everything now, especially when it comes to like now, like, and I was so like guarding my ego even before, right up till like episode two of this, this show. Now I'm like, you know what? The whole point is to normalize it, talk about it, laugh about it. And I'm just at that point where it's no big deal anymore. Me too, man. Me too. I don't know how I got to this point. Like, it must have been a lot of jokes. And before you know it, I'm comfortable. And I'm comfortable, man. I'll talk about anything now. Yep. But I think it took a good three, four, five, six years of just slowly laughing about the situations and then hearing other people say, me too. I go through this. I have an even worse story. And I'm like, wow, you had the balls to tell me that story. I'll up you one. That I think that is the key. I think once I know for me, once I heard someone else say me too, I was like, okay, I can check my ego now. Yeah. Not, it wasn't doing me any favors anyway. Yeah. Do you know any youngers with MS who are open about this? 
Is it because we're of age? You know what I mean? That we just. Yeah, not personally. I can tell you 10 years ago, I wasn't this open with it. Um, I was definitely not. I was like, ah, yeah, I'm all right. I'm fine. Yeah, it's a little, you know, I was just brushing it off, playing it off, downplaying it, hiding it. But I think once you can't hide it anymore, your choices are crawl into a hole or just, you know, hide. What is it? hide in the darkness or just live in the sunshine i don't know it's a little little fridge that's like too much of a refrigerator magnet yeah saying for me but it's the that's the point never heard of it you don't have a refrigerator no <laughs> no <laughs> never heard of that saying but me I neither imagine. but it just sounds like something oh, that would that be on a magnet oh okay so you're reading a magnet right now like no all right <laughs> Yeah. It, or it's like those um positive affirmation memes on the internet. Dude, I had positive affirmations all over my fridge like two months ago. <laughs> I don't know. I it's not for me. I, I had like, you know, uh you first I can't even remember what I wrote because it wasn't that important. <laughs> um self-love. And mm -hmm. so I don't know, just a bunch of stuff. But what you're supposed to read it every day? And anyway, next there was there was a woman that I saw her TED talk on YouTube, and I can't remember her name for the life of me. Hopefully, somebody reaches out and tells me. But she was in a uh, power chair, and she said somebody once told me that there's the only disability in life is a bad attitude. And she said, yeah, the only thing I can't overcome is a set of stairs. <laughs> I heard this before. Mm -hmm. Did you tell me this before? Yep. And grew. There you go. Because I... she is, she was such an inspiration because you're like, you know what? Yeah, it's okay. It's okay to be disabled because there are disabilities in life. I met, I met someone about a week ago who was talking about their relative and they said, yeah, she just gave up once she got diagnosed. I was like, well, what do you mean she just gave up? And they said, no, she literally gave up on life and didn't take any DMTs, didn't go out of the house, didn't connect with anybody. She literally sat at home and that was it. And I said, wow, that must've been rough because I know I can't do that. I, I have questions. I mean, I don't know if I have answers, but what do you got? Not, not to you, but <laughs> to that guy, because I know someone to me, giving up is they go through depression. They don't want to leave their home. Basically what you were saying. Mm -hmm. um, and they don't go on any DMTs. And I, I, we just don't know the full story of what the guy yeah, I going don't, through, but you know what I mean? I, yeah. I didn't, yeah. I didn't get the whole story, but I was just, it was just sad to hear that. Like, yeah. You, you know, when I first got MS, I, my feet just felt like shit. I did not want anyone to touch them. I did not want to move them. So I would lie down in bed and mm -hmm. my dad would come over and he'd be like, Hey, you need to get up. Let's go. And I'm like, what do you mean? I can't, I don't want to move my legs. He's like, no, it's good for you. Keep moving. It's good for you. He didn't understand anything that I was going through. Not that moving wasn't good for me, but he was just like, you need to move. You need to get up and let's go. And I don't like to see you lie down. But yeah. 
no one knows. No one knows. So the outside person is going to say, you know, oh, my son has given up. You don't know what I'm going through. You know, to you, that's given up. To me, I'm taking a break. I'm getting used to the shit I'm going through right now. So that's what yeah. I mean. I'm going to protect my fellow MSer that you talk about. And I'm like, yeah, people are quick to judge. I said the same thing. I said, I don't know the story, but I, I, I hope that they came out of that space that they were in. And don't get me wrong. There are people that give up. They don't come mm -hmm. out. They end up getting separated. People can't take it. I don't know. Everybody has a story, but depression is a big thing with MS and people who don't want to admit it. You know, the faster you admit it, the better. I have depression. I don't sure. act like I have depression, but I do. And this is the reason why I talk to a lot of people. I get myself out of it. I'm admitting it. And it doesn't come in a form where I'm not sleeping enough. I'm not this. I'm not that. No. Like I said in the other episode, it comes in a form where I like to spend a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've. Um, I know we've gotten a few messages um, through the emails. And I definitely got a couple of messages on Spotify from people, from listeners who were talking, uh, were messaging me about how how uh, good it was to hear the 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 bit that we the, the thing that we talked about the depression because they're like I thought I was really the only one, and I'm like I messaged back and was like not by a long shot. So um, they were talking about how super grateful they were that we put up those numbers for people to call and and that whole you should not be ashamed of any of this. Because it, you didn't choose it. It happened to you. So exactly. all the stuff that comes along with it, good, bad, or otherwise, is kind of out of your control. I mean, and there's things you can do, right? 100%. And if you are embarrassed, in the beginning, I'm embarrassed to tell the public what's going on with me. I just surround myself with people who understand me. Mm -hmm. So you go to these groups, there's so many support groups and people think support groups is like some AA meeting. No, right. It's a support group. You go and say, Hey guys, you know, you talk, you laugh and you feel like you're part of this MS community. And then you normalize what you're going through because you talk about it. And then all of a sudden you're telling your other friend who doesn't even have MS, you're telling them your problems. It just makes life so much easier when you accept it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was no way that I would have been able to tell you that bathroom story 10 years ago. Absolutely never. Never would have happened. I can tell you that uh, 100% never never would happen. My ego was way too important back then. I get it. I get it. I would never tell anyone that I would park. First of all, oh, man, I'm not even going to get into the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have so many stories. I would park my car and have to pee into a cup. We all have that story. I know we do. I know people won't admit it. And I would always have like a coffee mug. And, uh, but yo, it wasn't easy. I don't even want to get into it. I don't think. So now do you plan your day better? Dude. To, to set yourself up for success? Is that the key? My life is planned. Yes. Yeah. I find that be the, the case as well to the, to the, I have to do so much more pre-planning before I walk out the door, like that road trip that we just, that I was just telling you about, that's like a, a week and a half work of, worth of planning to make sure that I actually go so far as to call the rest stop 
the day before to see if they're out of service. Because if if they are, then I have to plan an alternate route around it. Traveling with you would put me at ease, man. Oh yeah, you know I'm what I mean, like yeah, neurotic about it. I'm like me too. But you have to be. Sometimes someone will tell me, "Oh, I just found out they're accessible." I'd be like, "Oh yeah." I would call the place myself, but I wouldn't tell anybody because I don't want to insult them and say, I don't trust you. Right. But yeah. All right. Well, this is great, man. Uh, this is a topic we can talk about for hours. Trust me. It's just another story will come up. Another story will come up. My life is all about this. So I get it, man. But, uh, I just want to tell everyone, uh, if you want to find out where we are, we are in pretty much all platforms. Soon to be on Apple. Except for Apple. All right. So many hurdles. Yes. So we're on Google Podcasts. We're on um, Audible. And someone said, isn't Audible and Amazon Music the same thing? I believe so. I'm confused about that because I have two different platforms. Anyway, uh, remember, guys, we also have a website. 40belowzero.com. That's a simple way of finding our podcast. You can go onto there and uh, you can just click on that button. That'll take you straight to the podcast. And if you want to contact us, our email address is info at 40belowzero.com. It's been a lot of fun hanging out and talking about embarrassing stuff today, Terry. <laughs> Definitely. It's not embarrassing to me. Me anymore, I guess, after this <laughs> okay. goes live. Awesome. <laughs> Awesome. All right. All right, man. We'll talk soon. Awesome. Great talk, man. Yeah. Take care, man.